Marissa, this week we are talking about steps to crushing your goals this year. As you know, it's January 15th and we're in it. Everybody's trying to get their goals done. We're trying to make it happen. It's been two weeks now. And there are certain things that are starting to happen. So we want to make sure that you have the right steps to make sure that you're successful every single time you want to achieve your goals. Yes. And we've got some really good tips for you guys today. So stick with us and uh, learn how to crush your goals for this quarter and the entire year. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus. Welcome back to another episode of Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet, so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Marissa Hyatt, here with Ken Ferreira, and we are so excited to talk about crushing your goals this year. Hey, Ken. Hey, hey. Two weeks in. I'm loving it. It's so exciting to actually be in 2024. We've been talking about it so much, or thinking about it, and now we're here. I've got to get used to saying 2024. It feels weird. We're here. And for some of you who might be watching this on YouTube or video, you may notice that we are not in our usual studio. That is because we are at home today uh, due to some sicknesses and stuff like that. And we're just having fun. We're still trying to record, make this happen. So glad that we can still it's be the winter with all season. of you. We are, <laughs> we are back in isolation. <laughs> yeah. And not for that reason. This is <laughs> none of us have uh, the no. disease that shall not be named. Many of us, it's just I have kids; they get sick, and everyone's sick in my house. So we figured it'd be safer yeah. to bunker down and hang Trying out. To play it safe here. But that's what we're not talking about. My family being sick. We're here. Let's jump right into the content. We're talking about steps to crushing your goals this year. So, Marissa, what's the first thing that someone should be doing to crush their goals? Well. You guys might have guessed this, but it's quite possibly my favorite tool in our full focus planner, which is our weekly preview. And whether you use our specific planner or you use something else, um, you can still really get the same no. principles. You can. Um, now, obviously, we highly recommend our planner and it has all of this that we're talking about today baked in. So it just like foolproofs your goals, which is fantastic. But your weekly preview is so critical. And the first thing that I want to recommend about this is that you actually schedule this on your calendar. And I know this might seem basic, but personally, I find that if it's not on my calendar, I'm going to likely forget about it. Personally, I do mine on Sunday afternoons or evenings. I know, Ken, you do yours, I think, on Friday at the end of the workday. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. That's correct. Yeah. So um, whatever time you prefer to do this, whether that's at the end of Friday, on Saturday or Sunday, or even first thing on Monday morning, just make sure you put it on your calendar. And I promise you will be way more likely to do it or set a reminder on your phone uh, to ping you at that time. Yeah. And I think, you know, depending on on people's lives, I, I sometimes end up, end up having to do two weekly previews, right? Where I do a lot of my professional and personal stuff for work on Friday afternoon. And then my wife and I, deal with all the personal things, you know, um, on Saturday or Sunday. 
uh, depending on what, what we have going on in the calendar. But what's helpful about that is that when I go into my personal life, I already have all my stuff scheduled out for work that I know. So if there's any major meetings that I have to be in or like, for example, your best year ever w- was on our calendar, I, I could give her a heads up like, hey, FYI, I'm leaving the house at 6.30 in the morning and won't be back till 6 o'clock at night. So she just has that mentally prepared as we're planning our schedule for the next week or so. Yeah. I know a lot of couples who actually choose to do their weekly previews together. Um, like they make a whole ritual out of it and they, you know, get their coffee in the morning on, you know, Saturday or Sunday, whenever they do this, or they go to a coffee shop. Some people go on like a full on date night and do it. Um, but whatever works for you, uh, you know, make sure it's scheduled. That's the biggest point there. Yeah. I would say that if we did, if my wife and I did it together, we'd probably be there for like three hours doing our weekly preview just because yeah. we're processing a bunch <laughs> of other stuff in it. Uh, but one key note to scheduling it on your calendar. Some of you may need some extra accountability or you're just like, man, I would love to uh, walk through this with other people. If that's you, I would encourage you to ask a certified pro in the Facebook community. Just just reach out and be like, hey, I'm looking for someone doing a weekly preview. Uh, there are several certified pros out there who are constantly doing them on different times that they could that I think would be great for all of you to just jump in, do it with a group, and then move on with your day. If you need that extra accountability measure uh, to make sure that this happens, because without doing it, it kind of trickles into the rest of the week and you always feel a little bit haphazard of what you're doing for the for work or for your personal life. Yeah, so smart. I love that tip. Um, and one of the things I just want to highlight in the weekly preview that I think is just so key to your goals specifically is we have in here what's called the after action review. And this is where you really look back at the week prior and you kind of assess the situation. Like what were your wins? What worked? What didn't work? What do you want to change or continue going forward? And I would encourage you as you're doing this part of your weekly preview and answering these questions that you're really thinking through, not just like how did the week go, but how did the week go in terms of, in terms of your goals and how, how much progress were you able to make? Uh, if you're doing a like health challenge, like I am, you know, what worked? Like maybe you meal planned and it made your, uh, eating so much better because you knew you had a plan or maybe you didn't. And therefore you ended up eating out way more than you were hoping to. Um, but really think about this in the context of your goals and continue in that weekly preview process. There's a point in there where you will go back to your goals and actually review them. And this is so key for that goal visibility that we talk about so often on the podcast, keeping those goals front and center so that you're actually more likely to make progress on them. All right. Next thing with the weekly preview is your weekly big three, right? Make sure you jump in and start doing your weekly big three. Now, sometimes people get this mixed up with their daily uh, big three. Weekly big three is supposed to be like objectives or projects. Think a bigger thing with like little mini tasks that need to be done throughout the week in order to get it done. Right. So make sure you stop, pause and think about that. Sometimes it might be a big task. Like, for example, uh, I remember the first week that we came back to the office, it was your best year ever. So like literally my my one of my weekly big threes was your best year ever live event. But then each day I had different tasks for that event to make sure that I can mark it off. Exactly. Yeah. And as much as you can with your weekly big three, again, tie it back to your goals. Think about what is something I can do this week to make progress on my goals and then have that be your weekly big three. This is going to really help you actually crush those goals that you set. 
And kind of similarly, moving on to our daily big three, these should actually be more tasks. So it might be some of those components that Ken was talking about um, that make up your weekly big three. Like maybe that is what you're putting on there that you know, okay, today I needed to review the scripts for that live event. And so that is, you know, your task, one of your big three for the day. Um, if you, like I was talking about with me, I've got a goal that is centered around health and wellness. So one of my big three might be to work out. And one of my um, weekly big three might be to complete however many workouts I have committed to for that week. That would be a great example of a weekly big three versus a daily big three. And and with that, I think, Marissa, you might have just mentioned this, like just keep tying it back to your weekly big three. I think that is yeah. that is huge, right? Like if you don't do that, what ends up happening is you just start picking random tasks throughout the day that may feel urgent, but you're not moving towards your goals. So yes. one huge thing that I know uh, a certified pro actually taught this to me a while back, they have a sticky note with all their weekly big threes on it. And every day they move it to the next page, the, the same page, so that you could just be like, here's my weekly big three. And how do, so then they could actually measure what their daily big three is going to be based off of yeah, that. Yeah, I think that is so smart. And I have got to remember to do that this year because I think that is such like a, a key to keeping those top of mind. Um, yeah. I love that. And just quickly, lastly on this, it's really important to capture daily wins. So we have a space in the planner for you to do that at the end of each day. I personally do this at the end of my workday shutdown ritual and uh, just helps me in the day on a positive note. And then when I go back later in the week to do my weekly preview and I'm trying to figure out what my wins were that week, I can just easily glance at each of those pages. Which brings us to our daily rituals. So, Ken, do you want to talk about the first two rituals? Yeah, absolutely. So just to just to rehash real quick, steps to crushing your goals. The first one is weekly preview. Second one is do your daily big three. The third one is do your daily rituals. The first one is your morning ritual. So this is like when you wake up, what type of routine do you have so that you can be your best and prepared and ready to rock, rock and roll for the day? Right. So everyone's morning yes. routine is going to look different and your season of life is going to be different, but you want to make sure you are fully focused. Don't just like sometimes this happens to me, right? More often than not, uh, my morning starts with one of my kids waking me up, right? Uh, which means I am now behind the eight ball, right? I didn't get a chance to, to pray or read my Bible or take a shower. Now I'm like scrambling. Now I got to like create, make breakfast and make coffee for my wife. Like it just gets crazy, right? So. This is why a daily, a morning ritual is important. What do you need to do to start the work? The second one is an evening ritual, which is similar. It's like right before you go to bed, what are you doing to just shut everything off and prepare for the next day? Like, what do you need to do to like close out the day and prepare for the next day? So those two work in tandem together, right? So for example, if you had a morning ritual of waking up at 6 a.m. in the morning, it would behoove you that in your evening ritual, you would have something where you're going to bed at 9 or 10 o'clock at night, right? If you're up at 2 a.m., it's going to be really hard to wake up at 6 a.m. Uh, but everybody has s several different things they do in their evening ritual. For example, one of my habit goals this uh, quarter is to journal. So I'm I'm a few days into journaling now. You're doing now. it. <laughs> I'm doing it. Yes. Uh, I forgot to mention that to you. I was like, hey, I started journaling. Back on the train. Back yes. on the train. And I do it right before I go to bed. So like instead of being on my phone, right, I just put my phone away and I just journal, write my thoughts down, and then I go to bed, right, which has been super helpful because now I'm I'm not on my phone. But those are the two like, daily rituals you got to do. 
Yeah. Like I feel like the morning ritual is what's going to make you feel the best throughout the day. Like what are those habits? And I would encourage you don't make this so lofty. I think this is really normal that we're like, oh, we want to do 17 things every single morning. And then you have a busy day and it all goes out the window. So this is not an ideal ritual. This is like a legit daily ritual, something that you can accomplish every day to help set you up for that day. And then at the end of the day, uh, your evening ritual to help you wind down and really get a restful night's sleep. What are those things that are going to help you relax and calm down and just be able to sleep well? And then we move into our next two rituals, which are really centered around your work day. And so these are the things that are going to set you up and shut you down from your work day. So we have your startup, workday startup ritual and your workday shutdown ritual. So these are things like checking your calendar for the day, making sure you know what meetings you're supposed to be in or what appointments you have to go to or where you need to take the kids and all those things. Um, and then checking your email, you might check Slack or whatever other uh, communication platform you and your team are communicating on. Um, I usually go in and check Asana. So our team uses Asana as our task manager. So I go in there just to make sure, you know, everybody's doing what we need to do. And I've got uh, everything I need to complete the task on my list. And then at the end of the day, you're essentially doing those same things to shut everything down. So the whole point of the workday shutdown ritual is so you aren't carrying work home and you aren't carrying it into your evening. You know, we talk here a lot at Focus on This about this concept of the double win, winning at work and winning at life. And we want you when you go home to feel like you are fully present, like you're not going, gosh, well, I... I never got that. I never was able to send that email and I've still got to do that. So I need to do that immediately after dinner or, oh gosh, I forgot to call this person. So I need to call them real quick. But you know, you have, you've tied up all those loose ends. Anything that you weren't able to get to, you know, you can get to in your startup ritual the next morning. And this kind of like puts those bookends to your workday. So it doesn't just bleed into the rest of your life. I personally like the workday startup and shutdown are so critical for me. I love these rituals. And just to clarify, one of the things is that uh, you're not saying, hey, at the workday shutdown, you're trying to do all those things, any loose ends that you have. You're just writing them down so that you know the next day what to do so that it's not stuck exactly. in your head, right? Where you're like, oh, I got to do this. Because sometimes it happens to me where I'm like, it's seven o'clock at night. And instead of writing it down, I was just like, oh, well, let me just send that message real quick uh, to the team so that I just get it off my plate. But the consequence is that now I have the team working, right? Or, right. you know, and sometimes it's fun totally. messages, but other times we have to be mindful of that. So like making sure you do the workday shutdown to close those loops is super important. And it doesn't mean that you're trying to finish everything. It's just that you have it written somewhere so that you can you're get it done the next day. You're capturing things. it. Yeah, exactly. Well, you probably know the benefits of the compound effect of small actions through daily habits, but the biggest question is where are those habits leading you? Well, without a clear destination, it's really challenging to stay on course and keep up your motivation. So how do you decide which habits to prioritize in any given day, month, or even year? Well, the answer is a life plan. We here at Full Focus have created Life Focus, which is a brand new gamified approach to life planning. Each Life Focus kit comes with 11 card decks to help you define your personal mission, identify your personal values, describe your desired future, and determine your next steps. 
including the key milestones and essential habits to help you achieve your plan. By the end of this fun and easy process, you won't just have a vision for your life. You'll have the next steps and habits to pursue a life of greater direction, growth, and purpose. And right now, just for being a listener of Focus on This, we are giving you 15% off our Life Focus Kit and our course. So just go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus and use the code FOT15 to get started. Okay, so those are three things that we've talked about so far. Weekly preview, daily big three, daily rituals, and then the last one, which have, if you've heard me talk about this one, uh, I love it, is your ideal week, right? Yes. So if you want to make sure you are crushing the, your goals this year, have an ideal week, which primarily means what it says it in the name is like, how would you want, if you had full control over your schedule, what would you want it to look like, right? And like start crafting it to what you want, not to the whims of other people. Because if you don't schedule it, other people are going to schedule it for you, right? Everyone's going to always ask for stuff of you, right? And you're going to say yes by accident. Or you're like, yeah, I can do that, I can do that. And then you don't have it. So make sure you do those things. A couple of tips on your ideal week that I think is super important. The first one, batch your meetings, right? If you know, if you're, if you're at a work day, try to put all of your meetings on one day. So like, I believe, is it on Tuesdays or no, Thursdays is typically internal meetings days at full focus. Tuesdays so, and Thursdays. Like Tuesdays for and me, Thursdays. Thursdays are all of my one-on-one meetings with my team. Yeah. So I have a, several people who report to me. And so that day, I mean, it's just back-to-back one-on-one meetings yeah. and it's great. Cause I know Every single thir- Thursday, like it becomes a ritual, honestly, because I know every single week that's what I'm going to be doing. And Tuesdays are internal. We're usually at the office and, you know, having all those other meetings. Yeah. So that it batching just as many meetings or as many activities as possible. Right. So, for example, one of the things that I like to talk, think about for this is if you're going to uh, do podcasting, right, uh, you may have like a whole half day on podcast recording. Well, then the other half of the day, you should do something similar to it so that your mind is like in that same uh, frame of thought. What you don't want to do is all of a sudden go and change, switch gears and be like, oh, you know what? Now I'm going to start thinking about marketing strategy for the rest of the afternoon. It doesn't work. Like it's too much energy. But like when we're done, lots of times I just start thinking about, oh, what are the next episodes that we're going to record? Just start jotting my thoughts down. So just one thing on batching meetings. One thing too with that that we do um, here at Full Focus is we have a no meeting day. So every single Wednesday, our entire company practices no meeting Wednesdays. And this is so helpful. If you're able to do this on your calendar or encourage your team to implement a no meeting day, it is seriously phenomenal because it enables every single person on your team to actually get deep work done. And so often if you come in our Slack channels on a Wednesday, most people's statuses will say deep work. And usually they're not on Slack. Like they are checking in on their workday startup and shutdown rituals, but they are not, and maybe around lunch, but they're not like active in there because they're trying to get deep work done. This is when I do a lot of my like strategizing work and things that take a lot of brain power that if I'm in between meetings, I can't get to that headspace. So I really need like a full day of deep work. And so I would encourage you try to batch that as well. Yeah. And depending on your what type of work you do, you can make each day a theme. 
right? So like Marissa just talked about Tuesday and Thursdays for full focus is internal meetings. Wednesdays is, you know, no meeting day. So it's just focused deep work day, right? Friday might be like just God only knows day, right? Like it's just a catch all. <laughs> Monday is just like figuring out what uh, needs to get done. Whatever it is, just making themes to it. If you know there are certain projects or tasks that are routine, that's how you can start building those themes. Yes. Um, the other thing that I would say here too for your ideal work is don't forget about your rituals and also don't forget about free time. Like you need to capture those times where you just have time to go catch up with a friend or go on a walk or do something that or just clean up around the house or whatever it is. So make sure you include free time into your ideal week. I think a lot of people forget to do that in your rituals. Just add in like a block in the first part of the morning that's morning ritual on my calendar every single day for the th first 30 minutes of my workday and the last 30 minutes I've scheduled my workday startup and uh, workday shutdown rituals onto my calendar. And that really helps me know, like I get a calendar notification that it's time to do that. And it really helps me stay on track. Um, and then the other thing that I would say that again, a lot of people forget is to actually use your ideal week, your ideal week for your goals. So those goals that you yeah. just set at the beginning of this year, a couple weeks ago, go back and look at those and try to schedule them into your ideal week. So for me, I am working out. I'm committing to working out. I'm committing to walking. So those are part of my ideal week. I actually usually build my ideal week inside of my Google calendar so that it's just right there and top of mind for me. Um, but if it's, you know, you're trying to uh, pay down debt. Maybe you schedule a time on Saturday mornings to review your finances. So don't forget to add in time to your ideal week to accomplish your goals. Which Anything else huge. you want to add about the ideal week? I, I think I just want to emphasize, put it on your Google calendar. If like that's the calendar, whatever calendar you use, it's huge. I know, Marissa, you told me that I tried it and I was like, this is a game changer. I love it because now yeah, I just click on it awesome. on my calendar and I'm like, can't do it. <laughs> I got to go do yep. something else, right? Uh, it's great. I think for the last thing that I will say, and this will be my final thought on the ideal week is remember it's ideal. It's not perfect, right? No yeah. one's ever going to hit the perfect week. What you're trying to do is be intentional about it and not drift into chaos, right? You are just saying, hey, this is what I'm trying to strive for. And you might hit it 60% of the time or 70 or 80 that's fantastic. Like that should be celebrated, right? Don't try to focus on the hundred percent. It will probably never happen. There's certain, so many circumstances that come about throughout the day or week. Uh, but if you could be consistent as much as possible, that's the goal that we're trying to go after with the ideal week. And sooner or later, you'll see, man, 10 you know, a year from now, how much you would have accomplished because you just stayed focused on what you wanted week to week. Yes. I love that. It's such a good tip. Well, hopefully these uh, four things are going to help you go crush your goals this year. So again, get your full focus planner. You can go to fullfocusplanner.com to grab that now if you haven't already. Um, but we uh, talked about weekly previews, making sure that that weekly big three really ties back to um, your goals and that you're scheduling time on your calendar for that. We talked about daily big three. These are tasks that are going to help you accomplish that weekly big three daily rituals uh, to help you really make sure that work isn't bleeding into your personal life. And then finally, the ideal week where uh, you are just setting yourself up for optimal success to go crush those goals.
Okay, everybody, happy 2024. I think we've already said stuff on the show, but in case I haven't, we're so excited. It's January. We're, we're achieving our goals. We're feeling great. And every once in a while, I poke through the Full Focus Planner community, and I bring questions from the community to our lovely hosts. And I thought it'd be fun today to talk specifically about some of the new things in the Full Focus Planner, or newish things, and how they might be used. And so I saw a question today that I was like, I love this because – Nobody answered it. People commented and said, I'm looking for an answer to this question, but nobody oh, actually answered it. We missed it. it. <laughs> so, so, well, no, no, no. I mean, meaning that usually people jump in the community and they're like, oh, I do this, I do this, this. But literally no, everyone's like, yeah, I'd love to have some guidance on this. And this is a question from Danny. Says he's loves he's loved using the planner to help organize his life. Can someone take a picture of their project tracker section? To share how it can be used. Now, I'm not hmm. suggesting you share. I'm not saying you to share your planner right now, but I have a brand new blank planner I haven't filled out yet, um, so I can share this with you. If you're watching the video and you're not familiar with the project tracker, this is it. And um, I didn't know if there was some guidance that you guys could provide uh, just on, you know, how it's envisioned to be used, or how you're using it, or how other people just. Broad statement, because there's a lot of comments there that's like, I'm following along. I can't wait to hear. Ken, what about you? Yeah, I was actually just thinking about how Joel, he uh, recently created a uh, an article. So if you guys follow Joel Miller on on Facebook, he, he wrote a blog on like uh, how to start. Um, I'm trying to remember how you actually wrote it. How to start tracking your goals or making a smarter goal framework for reading books, right? And I think that would be a great one for the project planning side of things of just like, oh, you're tracking it that way. It's it's kind of like a habit goal. Um, I I also, in full fairness, don't use that project tracker because uh, we use a lot of digital stuff. Like we use Asana. So that's where a lot of that is being tracked for me mm-hmm. when, I, when I build projects out. I think one thing to note too is that this is important. There are several sections in the Full Focus Planner that are not critical components to your success of using it. This would be a great example of this. Um, I would say, you know, that the top things are kind of the ones that we mentioned today. Those are going to be really important for your success using the Full Focus system. Um, the three primary ones being your goals, your weekly preview, and your daily pages. Beyond that, the rest is really there to help you set you up for success. But this isn't supposed to be overwhelming. So if using a project tracker feels more redundant or overwhelming to you, just forget it. Don't use it. It's not the end of the world. Like you don't need to feel bad about not using those or use it in a different way. Like I remember back in the day when we had rolling quarters in our planners, (laughs) nobody used it. Okay. Like we heard all over the place that people didn't use that section of the planner and they would use it for totally different ways. Like they were not tracking the quarters that were coming up. Uh, they were tracking, like people used it for a content calendar for stuff, which was crazy. Um, what was funny was we actually took that out of the planner because so many people said they didn't use it. And then now we get people begging people us are, for it. People are knocking the down the which, door about Which you quarter. actually can go download it and print it out if you really want it. Uh, it's on our website and you can't use it. <laughs> I, I think it was partly because people are asking back for it because they were using it for so many different other things. They're like, yeah, where do I put this? Yeah. Uh, but this is going to be a little uh, shameless plug, right? 
uh, if you were a certified pro, you could get access to the beta digital planner and that will go live at some point. I believe we put the rolling quarters back in there. Um, we did. Yeah. Oh, ah, you see? Wow. Wow. Yeah. So this for those who want it. And several other huge. great features. Yeah. I was going to say that for, you should just launch a new product. That's like a $50 add on to the loose leaf where you get like these like gilded rolling quarter pages. <laughs> We've, we, we've actually talked about creating the rolling quarters, like a pack for the loose leaf for this. Is that an April that 1st one. bit? The like yeah. loose leaf, the gilded rolling quarter pages. <laughs> that would for, be amazing. Yeah, for like a hundred dollars. We've a reminder, we've done one April 1st bit on this podcast. Real quick. Another just, uh, we're just doing some real like minutia on the planner and then we'll be done here. Uh, Lids writes, what do you do with the column on the right side of the notes page that has a mm-hmm. little clock icon over it? I'm showing it over here in my beautiful blush planner, which I'm excited to fill out. Um, am I mean to, am I meant to write the time to take notes? So we're talking about this column. Yeah. There's, I think there's a lot of different ways you can use this. So first of all, if you're somebody who's in a lot of meetings and you want to kind of like take minutes, you can do it there and like kind of, you know, timestamp things. If you are a freelancer and you're trying to track your hours, this is a great place to say like, this took me X amount of hours or I worked for this client for so long. Um, that would be kind of my top two recommendations. Again, I don't really use this section that often. Sometimes if I'm making a list of things that, uh, if I'm trying to like, price things out or try to figure out stuff with financial numbers. I'll just put those numbers in that column. So they're kind of organized and I almost think of it like a table. So they're not Mm. um, just like all over the place. So you could do it that way. Um, Trying to think what else, Ken. I mean, I I primarily use it as almost like a timestamp. So if I'm in a meeting, Right. I know like, oh, this was my 9 a.m. meeting or 10 p.m. 10 p.m. meeting, oh, not 10 p.m., 10 a.m. meeting. 10 p.m. Hopefully not. <laughs> uh, so I know this sounds a little redundant, but it's super helpful when I take notes. I, Whenever I'm in a meeting, I try to take uh, notes as best as possible. But I can refer back to my – like if I look at my calendar and I say, hey, I know in my calendar I had a 9 a.m. meeting – I know very quickly I'm going to look at this right column and just look for 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. or 11 because I have bundled all my meetings on the notes page. That's smart. So then I could just – that's a quick way for me to see it. I I love that. The Lindsay here in a comment said, this is my fourth year using the system, and I have never even noticed that there was a column there. I opened my page (laughs) from yesterday, and I have just been writing through it with my notes. Love that this post helped me discover something new. So there you go. Oh, that's fun. It's chock awesome. full of surprises. Well, thank you so much. Make sure that you guys go to the Full Focus Planner community. It's the year where everything's getting done. We're achieving all of our goals. Uh, Marissa and Ken are in there. Our Full Focus Certified Pros are in there. Uh, Michael Hyatt's been popping around there a lot. So go in there, check out, yeah. ask your questions, get support, get answers. And yeah, we'll see you there. It's a blast. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So please share it with your friends and be sure to join the Full Focus Planner community on Facebook so you can benefit from the creativity and encouragement of people chasing big goals just like you. And we're going to be here next week with a very special guest. I think this is the first time ever, right? I think, Nick, did we decide he's never? I think so. 
Okay, well, we're going to say that he is. He's definitely the first time he's been on the podcast with me and Ken. So you're going to get to hear directly from Michael Hyatt. And we're actually talking about something we haven't, I don't think, ever talked about on this podcast, which is about life planning. So we're going to be talking about your goals and then how to tie that to your bigger picture about your life. So it's going to be a phenomenal episode. I can't wait. And we will see you here next week. Until then. Stay focused. Yes. I love it. I love that it's back. This episode is brought to you by Life Focus, a new gamified approach to life planning that's easy, fun, and gives you a GPS for your next 10 years. You can start today at fullfocus.co slash lifefocus.